This almost sounds like the Scooby Doo version of like a fight against Spider Man. <laughs> like the yeah. Scooby Doo Two, yeah. <laughs> Monsters Unleashed, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Good shout out. Welcome to the Popular Pock for Podcast. If it's your first time joining us, we're like fictional character surgeons. In each episode, we take a fictional character from a comic, movie, TV show, or whatever, and we cut off parts of their characteristics and context to put them back together again however we want. In today's show, episode 76, Marvel's comic and cinema character Mysterio. I'm Tyler. I'm Nick. I'm Riley. And today we are joined by Sam Basher. You know him from his writing, Hello. producing, hosting, and comedy on SourceFed, The Nuclear Family, Comedy Series, Sugar Pine 7, The Valley Folk, and more. You can get more of Sam on his weekly movie, TV, gaming review podcast, Only Stupid Answers. Also catch him on YouTube at Might Be Awesome, where they do weekly deep dives and reviews of all things nerdy, answering the important questions and concerns that we face in nerdy and geeky media. Personally, I, I particularly enjoyed the video, uh, Sam's video on what would actually happen to Earth after the Infinity War Thanos snap, and also their new Spider-Man Far From Home review. You can follow Sam on Twitter and Instagram at Sam Basher. Welcome to the show! Well, thanks for having me. That was a hell of an intro. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just an admirer of the mustache. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. As thanks. A, as uh, a wow. It is. Person. It's it's one thing that uh that everyone has an opinion on. Like if you know if you wear like overalls out, people are like, oh, whatever. You know, like it's like it's it's some it's kind of a statement. Somebody might say something, but or like if you have a grow a beard, they're like no one really says a thing. A mustache, everyone will say if they like it or don't like it, and there's never a medium. It's everyone has mm-hmm. to say exactly how they feel about it. That is 100% true. I almost, someone almost bought me a drink for my mustache and also someone almost fought me for my mustache. So, you know, it's it's both. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) Yeah. For people that can actually grow facial hair. Goodness. Yeah. Weird. That's that's pretty cool. So before we jump into this week's character, we have an incredibly special announcement. For the first time, we are releasing a merch item on our Patreon. This poster, designed by artist Rhonda Tucholsky, will be available to our uh, fourth tier and up on patreon.com slash popapoc. That's patreon.com slash p-o-p-a-p-o-c. The piece is a watercolor print based on our Magic the School Bus episode. And if you want to see what it looks like as of today, uh, you can see it on our Patreon page and our social media handles. For more information about how to get the poster and other awesome content and exclusive shows, go to patreon.com slash P-O-P-A-P-O-C. There you go. Look at you. Uh, so Sam probably has a leg up on us for talking about today's character since he has already seen Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, there you go. I don't. I don't know. It I, was. It was a blast. Are uh, I'm. I'm going to guess that we want to avoid spoilers, though. Well, probably. It probably. <laughs> okay. I mean, internationally, it's released, but yeah, not to. It's always tricky because we do get invited to screenings, which, by the way, is like a dream come true. Like that oh, yeah, didn't even awesome. happen when we worked at. Like that didn't happen at SourceFed. Right. Like, that wasn't something that happened. We uh, DJ and I have personally been working extremely hard to get this to work, and it's been very. <laughs> It's been very difficult. So uh, you, we always are honest in our reviews. We never hold back if we do like or dislike something. But yeah, we try not to spoil. Try our best. Awesome. Perfect. Well, that works for us. Well, we'll, we'll be going completely off script, so we won't get anywhere near any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So we'll, let's just talk about the Marvel Comics canon for the character Mysterio. So here's a quick uh, bio if, uh, for, those, for those of us that may not know as much about the character. 
So, Quentin Beck was originally a stuntman and special effects expert in Hollywood who felt that he wasn't getting the recognition that he deserved. He had found his calling when, as a child, his uncle gave him an old movie camera and eventually became quite successful despite being ridiculed by his father for his work. He teamed up with the villain The Tinkerer to steal industrial and military plans and dressed up in an alien costume to throw off suspicion. Realizing he would make a talented supervillain, Quentin concocted a plan to impersonate Spider-Man and frame him for crime so that Mysterio could swoop in and save the day arresting Spider-Man. To do this, he manufactured equipment that allowed him to mimic all of Spider-Man's powers except for Peter's spidey sense. Mysterio appeared at the Daily Bugle and announced that he would bring down Spider-Man much to J. Jonah Jameson's approval. Mysterio actually defeats Spider-Man and did a classic villain mistake of monologuing about how he had planned it all, which Peter recorded and unmasked Quentin. Beck had also joined up with, has also joined up with Dr. Octopus as a member of the Sinister Six in the past. During this time, he used illusions to convince Peter that he was going crazy and posed as a psychiatrist named Reinhardt, manipulating Peter into nearly revealing his hidden identity, but he was stopped after Reinhardt was revealed as a fraud. In jail, uh, Beck had an epiphany that villains spend way too much time avoiding capture and not actually amassing wealth and fortune, so he developed a long-term plan that would scam the infirmed out of their lifetime savings. But to pass along the infamous work of Mysterio to keep the show going, Beck trained his cellmate, Daniel Burkhart, on his machinations. Burkhart was hired by Jonah Jameson, to terrorize Spider-Man by pretending to be the ghost of the first Mysterio, but was caught and jailed. Jameson renounced Burkhart, and after Burkhart escaped from prison, he went and beat up Jameson, forcing him to sell the Daily Bugle to Norman Osborn. Huh. After he became the new Mysterio, until he was once again defeated. Burkhart also sold a spare suit, a Mysterio suit, to Kingpin who then sold the suit to a third Mysterio later on. This third Mysterio was Francis Klum, a mutant with telepathic and teleportation abilities. Klum spent part of his childhood in a Nazi concentration camp and was abused by his older brother Garrison, a drug dealer. Garrison forced his mutant brother to use his telepathic powers to brainwash clients into buying his drugs and used his teleportation powers to instantly inject those blood the, those those drugs into their bloodstream. Their their dealings attracted the attention of the anti-hero Black Cat and when Garrison attempted to assault her, Klum killed him by teleporting himself into the space that Garrison occupied. Oh. Black Cat, though, went to jail for the murder, but Klum teleported her out of, of, out of jail and onto a bridge, which Spider-Man arrived at, and attacked Klum because he thought that Klum was going to hurt Black Cat. Klum pulled a gun on Spider-Man, but Spider-Man plugged it with webbing and it exploded, sending him off a bridge, uh, but he teleported away. Desperate for revenge, Klum decided to take on the role of Mysterio, trying to pose as one of Spider-Man's powerless villains in order to catch the web slinger off guard. But during his attack on Spider-Man, the other two Mysterios appeared, Beck seemingly returning from the dead, and Burkhart angry that Kingpin had sold the costume. The three Mysterios battled along with Spider-Man, and Beck beat Klum while Spidey defeated Burkhart. Klum was wounded, but once again, teleported away. Quentin Beck in the comics has once again taken up the role of Mysterio and is a member of the current Sinister Six. As with all things Marvel, there are other comic timelines, video game, TV, and movie representations of Mysterio, one in which Quentin is actually an android that kills Kingpin and tries to take over Manhattan with a hallucinogen fear gas. One where he's a technology-phobic sorcerer trying to save the world from technology. One where he steals Magneto's chessboard and Deadpool has to stop him. <coughs> and, of course, in the new Marvel Cinematic Universe film, Spider-Man Far From Home. Mysterio utilizes special effects devices, chemicals, projectors, and other technology to combat Spider-Man. He wears a purple cape, green bodysuit, and a mirror-like globe-shaped helmet that allows him to distort his voice, among other things. Possibly with mind-altering properties, according to Spider-Man. He is a master of illusions, tricks, traps, and acting. Quote, Regardless of the size of the audience, always make an entrance, boy. Always make an entrance. 
That's dude, that's so much information you drop. <laughs> so so uh, no, but that's 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 intense. That sounds awesome because I didn't even know that it I mean, of course, like with a lot of characters, there's always different people that pick it up and it's always hard to keep track. But it's cool that at least at one point somebody had actual powers. Yeah. The the mutants yeah. blending those Marvel worlds together. So TLDR, there are three of them. Two of them are con men. No, one of them is a con man. One of them is just like trained to act like a con man and yeah. then the third is actually a mutant okay yeah <laughs> that's that's the tldr that's, i love it dude that's, that's a lot so going cool. on Easy yeah. no big deal it's whatever <laughs> there's a lot of places that we can start with trying to make mysterio a better character i think probably it would be easier to only have one of them rather than three of them but i mean i don't know what do you think but which, which one though <laughs> I mean, I think it it is kind of cool if they have abilities, but also something really impressive about someone who can pick themselves up by their bootstraps. So going with like Quentin, also like the angle with like special effects and stuff. Like it's always a, I, I'm always a fan of like like um like take the Flash's rogues for example. I always think it's kind of fun. In the New Fifty Two, they like merge with their weapons for a second, but then everyone kind of like retroactively took that away because they're like that's actually kind of lame. The idea that they are like like kind of like gutter villains where they have to like take trash and turn that into super science weapons to take down a person like the flash. I always think that's interesting. So bringing that back to Spider-Man, keeping a character who is someone who can take, who is capable under any circumstances, but also unhinged. So you get like, like a fun combo of mad scientist. I think that's always more interesting, at least for me. Yeah. I, I love that. And then to go along with it, we could have something where, it's the prestige kind of situation where there is three of them. So they're, they can be at like three different, uh, you know, three different crime sites at the same time. And no one knows like who the real one is or who to stop, you know. So they work together? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Three Mysterios that all That's super cool. work together. <laughs> that would be uh, really cool. <laughs> and there's only one smart one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's you like, gotta have the ringleader, and yeah. then you can have them like split up. So the idea of if you used all three of them like as like a kind of like an Ultimate Universe or something similar, where it's an Elseworld, where you kind of combine them all together as a team, having one that actually does powers that can get them out of sticky situations and use telepathy to kind of mess with people. The idea of kind of bringing them together as one person's capable can build the gear. The other person, as a backup, can be their like getaway person. There's a there's a there's something there that's pretty cool when you have all of them together. So what powers would would we want the one and and who who would that one be and what powers would we want then them to have? I think I like the idea of, of sticking with the the telepathy and teleportation that like that 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 quick moving mind bending ability that he's got, you know? I think it's something that that's something that I've always wanted, you know, if I was going to pick a power, I think it would be teleportation. And I think it's really really cool and and like Sam said having that ability to have somebody who can get them in and get them out very quickly. Like, that makes him a force to be reckoned with. And I think that's that's something that I'd, I'd, I would like to keep around. And I think it's more formidable. I agree with you that like when it comes to someone who, like for myself, if you had abilities like that, because um, usually you have, mis- like Spider-Man has to like, he can't punch his way out of a situation with Mysterio. You know, it always has to like, he has to use his wits or another one of his abilities to kind of get himself out of a situation like that, an illusion. So if you up the ante of it being telepathy, I don't even know how a character like Spider-Man could get out of that. So I think that's super interesting as well. Like if you wanted to up the ante for the character, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool i this is a really quick sidetrack but i have this picture in my head of like 
you know how you have the rock star and then you have the roadies like i picture like you have the guy with the actual powers the actual mysterio with powers and then the second mysterio who's really good at the stage performance stuff and he's like causing the thunder strikes with like the plastic and (laughs) he's doing the projections up on him to make him look all intimidating and scary so you have one of them's really good at stagecraft and then the other's the actual star and then maybe the the third one is maybe to 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 I don't know if, if part of the draw of Mysterio is that there is that brain element, that thinking through the puzzles, you know, trying to outsmart each other. Then maybe we don't want the third Mysterio to be just this big hulky dude. Like, he, he's too big for a suit almost. But like, <laughs> like I don't know. I, I don't know if that drop pulls away from it or if it increases it. You've got the brains, the brawn, and then the charlatan almost. But I don't know. I don't know if that adds or takes away. I don't know. The person who is powered is the most like kind of is the most interesting, you know, because but at the same time, having the ringleader be someone who builds it themselves and is training someone like if we're thinking of like a kind of like a like a trio of them working together, having the leader being the person who builds the tech and who makes the plans and having for some reason their illusions are always kind of better than the person with telepathy. <laughs> you know, like it's like, it, it's like weirdly people fall for that way quicker than telepathy. Cause like something about like itching your way into someone's brain, maybe like story wise, it could be kind of cool having it be like, mm, after a while you figure it out. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, after, right. it's something it's like, um, if you guys are familiar with the film, uh, what we do in the shadows, oh, the yes. Tech directed film. I mean, so you know how like Jermaine Clement's, vampire character can shapeshift but he can't get the face right yeah something right. similar to like the telepathic <laughs> telepath uh, mysterio just can't get like it's like the spider-man design like something's like not right whenever like he <laughs> looks like oh you know like it's like maybe it's like dream logic where you know whenever you they always say if you're in a dream go look in a mirror or look at your hands because right. you always have like an extra finger or your face doesn't look symmetrical like there's certain rules with uh kind of working your way out of basically turning a dream into a lucid dream and that could be uh, like a parallel for how much like the telepathic Mysterio's powers worked, where Spider-Man just kind of needs to find mechanics within the illusion, this mind game, to find the answer. And that's why an illusion used with special effects is a little bit more difficult because it is in the real world. And he's using just like, uh, I don't know, like, I, I think when, it, when you get in the nitty gritty, it just becomes if a person's a good writer or not, and they can sell that. But I think there's something interesting about having the person using practical effects being better than telepathy I... and have maybe being a parallel, but like CGI and practical effects. Yeah. Like a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Canonically, Spider-Man's spider sense is the one thing that Mysterio can't replicate. So I would imagine that that in within any given story of Spider-Man versus Mysterio, that would probably end up being the core of how he would be able to detect what's off about the illusion or the trickery or whatever it would be. The Spidey sense? You mean? Yeah, the Spidey sense. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know I did a quick skim of Marvel's Civil War event uh, like a year ago, because, you know, I really dug the movie. It's one of my favorite MCU films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the comic didn't do it for me i kind of realized i don't really like mark miller's or uh, millar's uh writing not that he's bad it's sure. just it's not for me um it's not my personal favorite and in that comic you see that tony stark mentions spider-man's spidey sense and peter's response i think it might be internal or it might be an outward like you know when sometimes monologues are like whispered by characters in comics yeah, like it's yeah. like wait who are you talking like what is this are you yeah, talking right. out loud like why are you doing this around people uh <laughs> 
he he mentions that it's surprising that Tony knows that, and it might be because he has the Iron Spider suit on that's kind of measuring his biology. You know, it's taking oh, yeah, uh, yeah. like he's like testing him. Where basically the point of what I'm saying is that the spider sense is something that is secret to just Peter. It is something that's an extra extrasensory ability that's not really known by people, and it's just that he kind of happens to maybe the when you observe it as a third party, it kind of just looks like he is super fast or he. I don't know. He's able to anticipate because he's so smart. I like the idea of if uh, Mysterio doesn't quite understand why Peter can figure that out, and that's why he makes more and more complex illusions. And all Peter has to do is just calm down, use his spidey sense, and get out of it. But it could be narratively interesting to have the telepathic Mysterio figure that out and maybe shut that down within his brain. Oh, okay. You know, like, like then you can get like a kind of a push and pull between mentor and mentee. Hey, who knows? Yeah. Like from a from a Dungeons and Dragons perspective, it's kind <laughs> of like Peter Parker has like uh, like an extra like bit of like a luck dice. They, they they like have Peter Parker has like an inspiration die that they get to roll every time that they enter a fight. Yeah, right. So he's one step ahead, which is cool. So I'm concerned about the third Mysterio. Is he just Steve? Does he just hang out? <laughs> like, I mean. I, I, if there's still going to be three. I mean, it's the third guy just kind of there. Like, I don't know. You know I, what's what's great with like um, Deadpool, and they showed this in the first film was Bob, like Hydra Bob. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He's bad. Like he's working for Hydra and AIM and like all these other other evil organizations. So he's not a good person. But also, you can't kill him, you know. And the idea, and similarly with like Trickster for the Flash in. If you, I don't know if you guys watch like the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited series, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which are fantastic. But like, where Flash like kind of just trusts that Trickster will go back to like prison <laughs> after he's done having a fear. Like, I like the idea that the other Mysterio secretly kind of likes Spider Man, but he also needs to make money, and also he really likes like illusions or close up magic or something like <laughs> he or maybe he's like the nephew. Oh yes, uh, like, yeah. So he kind of can't. I don't know if you guys watch Barry either. I'm using a lot of rough and that's okay. no, right great. now. So hopefully too. people listening are following that <laughs> Barry. We have Barry's character being mentored by Fuchs because he's kind of like a air quote uncle. He's not related to him, but he's like a family friend. That's like an uncle that kind of like has kind of pressured Barry, but kind of manipulated him to, you know, like there's a into becoming a hitman. So the idea of translating that to these like Mysterios <laughs> yeah. being like, he's like the nephew to the illusionist. And he's like, has like a frenemy type relationship with the one that has powers because how are you supposed to keep up with that? Like, like how, am I, how is he supposed to at all be able doing this? But he he just is always kind of there. He always gets a second chance. But also you kind of feel for him the most. But at the same time, you're like, he's not like a great guy. You know, like he's not like a, yeah, he's not a perfect right. person. But you do like more than the other two oh, man. as it's a just, reader. It's just bring your nephew to work day every single day. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that every time Spider-Man shows up, he just geeks out over him for a minute. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, it's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man's here. here. Oh, man. <laughs> like we did it, guys. We're big <laughs> leagues now. So I have a question. What do they have against Spider-Man? And also, do they all have something against Spider-Man? Or does just just the ringleader, just, and maybe that's Quentin Beck, uh, does just the ringleader have something against Spider-Man? Like, why, why would we want them to be villains to spider-man i mean i what's what's the what's a compelling draw there i like the idea of it's always interesting when he's trying to become a hero and like faking his way through it i think that's always a fun inspiration for the first one for our main like quentin beck mysterio and then since he fails maybe it's still trying to prove himself as being just superior to spider-man and not just that he can even train other people to be better than spider-man and i think there's something i think there's something there we can kind of pull that apart and work on that because you can see just immediately like not just that quentin's flawed and he 
is wrong, but also he is not a good teacher. <laughs> like he's, he can pull off a heist, you know, like he can do that, but he's not like he, there's a reason why the other two aren't like excelling at what they're doing. <laughs> there's like, he is, he's still slightly incompetent, but he's very good at his craft, but so he can't really teach other people that. How did he get started in the craft then? What, what, what also, would be a good backstory for that? Man, you know, it's always good in comics when they're like, they were in the circus, and it's like, what, what decade were they? Like, how old is this person? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like Whenever they update him, it's like, yeah, he was like, you know, like in the 60s, and it's like, wait, how old is, yeah, how old is, how old is this man? <laughs> oh, I got it. I got he looks like late 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. He... <laughs> He worked for Disneyland Imagineering and got really good at all the practical effects. Okay. Okay. And, okay. and then when they when they closed down Tower of Terror, he got really mad. And <laughs> <laughs> I, just, just and he's like haunting it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm projecting my own feelings of them closing Tower of Terror onto this character. But anyway, <laughs> well, who was it? It was uh, was it the second Mysterio that was interested in making sure that they had money? Right. Like why didn't why do villains always like well, go for the big things? Why don't they ever like like fill their pockets with cash instead like be subtle and not get caught yeah basically right. yeah right. so what if it's more of a like he wants to prove that he's better than spider-man but in a way that's like borderline bruce wayne of of kind of that that well i've got i've got enough money i'm a philanthropist i can do whatever i want you know and so maybe it's uh you, we've got one with powers who who wants wants that has that drive for for more wealth one with the uh, the ability to who's mad about, mad about the Tower of Terror cracking down. <laughs> oh, okay. And we're, also we're has yeah, also has the also has that background in special effects. And then the third one who's just kind of along for the ride. The nephew. But, yeah, the nephew who's along for the ride, kind of geeks out over Spider Man. But you know, he's not mad about the idea of also making a little bit of money on the side. And also, go a little meta. I don't know if you guys read Spider Man Deadpool because I just tried to look it up really quick when you mentioned that because I remember. A Mysterio is in that story because I didn't read the whole comic. I only read in the beginning when Joe Kelly wrote and Spider-Man long story short, Peter Parker gets killed by Deadpool. He goes to hell. Mm -hmm. Mephisto is there and Mysterio. And they're like doing illusions. Super confusing. I was just trying to figure out um, <laughs> which one was which Mysterio was in that. Right. Anyways, tangent. Uh, at one point they go to Hollywood and Deadpool's like, oh, they're making a Deadpool movie. And then they go on a back lot and you see like everyone like the X-Men movies being made over here. The MCU films being made over here. And like there's a I think there's a jab at Sony that Mysterio in this world is upset that Disney for some reason has a license to make Marvel rides. And so they <laughs> turn Tower of Terror into Guardians of the Galaxy. And oh. they're like, why? We don't even we don't even know who they are. It's <laughs> like, that's perfect. Rides. That's so and perfect. They, and they're building like that Spider-Man ride. They put out those like specs like it over in like Bugs Life Land or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so it's like and so that's like the cherry on top that yeah. like that got changed. And it's a be and like Tower of Terror was a beautiful work of practical effects and and uh, like stagecraft and now it's like it like clearly like slapdash like <laughs> put space things on the outside yeah. like you know you as a nerd you're like oh i get it like i get it. i wouldn't do the crime stuff um and then like spider-man's being built right next to it and he's like that's it like that <laughs> and like and weirdly he's getting the money so we, we were discussing that the money is for be it, it is to get tower of terror back but it converted <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he build his own. Like, is it like maybe that's like the nebulous thing where it's like I don't know what he wants. Like, I don't get. Like, I know this is his hangup, but we don't know what he. Maybe, maybe the nephew when he gets his money. <laughs> yeah, right. What, what he's what exactly he's gonna pin it down and do with it? Maybe the nephew has been kind of put in charge of figuring that part out, and he's got like seven or eight different plans. Like, for, okay, first plan, we're gonna use the money, we're gonna sue Disney, and we're gonna get the rights to the Tower of Terror. Second plan, we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna. 
gonna kill the Guardians of the Galaxy. Third plan. <laughs> we're gonna kill Spider-Man, and then we're gonna make uh, Spider-Man into, like, we're gonna, like, use Spider-Man and, and force him to do what we want or something. And then, like, uh, all these other plans. And then fifth plan, giant waterbed for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, waterbeds. I like the idea that the nephew does like the Guardians ride. (laughs) He's like, I mean, I get the Tower Terror is good. That doesn't mean I hate the Guardians ride. He's just so neutral and in the middle on every single issue that he just. (laughs) But he's too much of like a pushover that he can't like say no. And also, he doesn't want to say no. But also, he's like, I don't fully agree. Yeah, right. Well, you you don't want to tell your uncle no. Uh, like, he's he's brought you along on all of his all of his cool adventures. You got to meet Spider Man in the in the middle of it, and uh, you're getting some money. Why yeah. would you tell that guy no? No way. And it's kind of like that moment. Um, if you guys read a uh, DC with um, what was that the kickoff to? It was Trinity War, a uh, event. It was not very good, but um, <laughs> it was where Shazam is he's spreading Black Adam's ashes. Superman shows up, and Shazam responds by punching Superman in the face, and he gets so thrilled that he punched Superman in the face. And the idea that, like, because he's a he's a big fan, and wouldn't you be kind of a big fan? And you're like, holy crap, I knocked out, like, I knocked down Superman. The idea of, like, knocking down Spider-Man, too, where it's like, I, he's just a huge Spider-Man fan, too. Like, yeah, he's right. like... <laughs> Kind of like a, a little bit of a creep, but also like kind of harmless, but not harmless because yeah, he right. is committing crimes. But like, you just want him to like find a girl, you know, settle <laughs> down. Like, this is for- like, come on, Steve, like you, you can do better than oh, this. Oh man, I relate. I I'm so connected to Steve. <laughs> I just love Steve. I would love Steve to be the also happen to be the most successful ultimately of <laughs> specifically just capturing Spider-Man. Like that one thing, somehow he just always gets it right. It just it, it always works out for him. Like he comes out like right when Spider-Man's distracted, accidentally like bonks his noggin on something, knocks himself out. That's right when Steve walks out from like a meeting with the other Mysterios and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, it, it, at some point, the Mysterio should just be like, let Steve leave him to his own devices. We'll do our own plan. But in the back of our heads, we know Steve's going to end up <laughs> like Spider-Man by the end. <laughs> we don't all know. work out eventually. He's <laughs> going out for cold brews for the boys. He, he like sees Spider-Man. Like he sees Spider-Man swinging by and distracted. He's able to knock him out. I like that idea. So it's Steve. And then are we are we retconning the other like Mysterio's names? Well, it was um, Quentin Beck, Beck is and... the primary Mysterio. And that's true of the MCU as well. That's the name that that okay. Mysterio, or at least according to the trailers, that's right. the name that that yeah. Mysterio is going by. Right. And then... Um, I feel like I can spoil that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the IMDb is out on that one already, so... So we can just keep <laughs> Quentin Beck and Steve Beck? Uh, yeah, because he's the nephew, yeah. of course. Of Quentin, course. Quentin, Steve, and who's the... So that he was the guy with the powers, right? Oh, see, I thought that Quentin was the guy with the powers. Was Quentin the guy that I thought, is... I thought Quentin was... So Quentin was the, the stuntman turned... Oh, the tower dude. Yes. And then there's... Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the other... Maybe it's like a weird relationship between quentin and what was the name of the mutant what was his name um clume it was um trying to remember his first i'm trying to remember his first name um his brother was garrison francis francis clume so i like the idea that like francis clume sometimes when they're like done having a big meeting he'll use his like telepathy powers for like illusions and he makes like he recreates tower of terror for them like in the (laughs) brain like he's like this number it's like don't worry guys like i mean like or it's not don't worry it's always just like Whenever Quentin gets like worked up, he'll just like do that. 
Just, it just instantly calms him down. It's like he becomes instantly sedated. Just boom, tower terror. No, remember, remember what this is all about. <laughs> We're gonna get the tower back. It'll the be great. <laughs> the guardians can. When suck he wants it. to like murder, yeah. <laughs> It's like when uh, he wants to like kill Spider Man. Both of the assistants are like, mm, "No, we don't do that." Like that's a little like it's a little too like we'll carry guns, yeah. <laughs> but like we're not gonna like murder him. That's yeah. crazy. Um, and so whenever he gets worked up, it's like, "Oop, we'll hit him with that." <laughs> <laughs> like Quentin, check it out. I found this opening to the tower. Wow. <laughs> so do I mean maybe I'm jumping the gun on this, but do we want to change anything about their suits? Do we like the suits? Do we want to keep them all the same except Steve's just fits a little bit looser because he's smaller than the other two? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, okay. that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Like Steve's is just like, it's a little, it it changes. Like, maybe, like, some of them are too small or too big. You know, like, there's, like, different parts that are, like, the, the bowl is clearly way too big. But, like, the pants and the shirt are way too tight on him. Uh, and the cape's too small. It's oh, either too man. small or too big because he's tripping, or it's like it looks ridiculous. Perfect. I just I have this image in my head of one of the times that Steve somehow captures Spider-Man, and it's when the bowl on his head is just enormous and way too big, mm-hmm. and he's just stumbling mm-hmm. around and he can't see anything, and he accidentally trips, and the bowl falls off of his head, and Spider-Man hits it and like and and falls to the ground. Yeah, it's or like, he or he trips on his cape that's too long. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a stumble into Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. They, they connect skulls and it's, it's, like, uh, it's over. You see a scene where it's like the Spider-Man no more. Is that what it's called when he puts the Spider-Man suit in the trash? Whatever that event is, but it's for Steve. And he's like, I'm done with this. He takes the <laughs> off, going to throw it in the trash. And it kind of gets caught around Spider-Man as he swings by. He knocks himself <laughs> out by accident. And it's just like, uh, he's just too good at it. He's just too, it's it's his calling. Like, he kind of wants to do pottery, but he's really good at catching spider <laughs> wants to do pottery. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. Yeah, the idea that that his suit is made up of the spare parts. You know, like his uncle's hand me down. Yeah. It's like, oh, this one got shrunk in the wash. But you can have it, Steve. It's oh, chill. That's so sad. I, I like the idea that uh, Clum has like basically like a like high tech suit on, or he can just wear his streets because he can use telepathy to make himself look like whatever he wants. Mm. And Steve's a little shitty about it, like he because there's only Quentin's suit that looks good. Then all the spare parts go to Steve. But then Clume, he's like, no, no worries. I can just wear whatever I want and I'll make it look, I'll make it look however I want. That's easy. And so Steve's like a little shitty that he doesn't have to spend money on a costume. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, Clume walks in with his, uh, his Spider-Man t-shirt and jeans on and uh, Steve, Steve's not having any of it. He's so mad. <laughs> I love that it's a Spider-Man t-shirt, too. Yeah. No, like, no, they don't know. They can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> they have no... It's secretly a Guardians of the Galaxy t-shirt. <laughs> I like it. It's it's on brand. It's thematic. So how did... So Quentin was the one that... Uh, did he... So did he... He worked in Disney... And he, did he work at the Tower of Terror? And then it got closed down and he no. lost his job? I would or? say he, like, he helped design the ride... Help get all the effects going and everything regarding that. Well, what's their okay. what's their big show that they do uh, most evenings over at Disney World? Is that uh, is that Phantasm? Is that what it's called? What uh, I think, yeah, yeah, but, or fan, not Fantasia. I think it's Phantasm. That sounds or sounds right. It's it's one of those two. It's it's this huge show with with tons of special effects and and lots of prop work, um, pyrotechnics, like all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, I like to think that that maybe. 
uh, Quentin was involved in that side of things. More more the live shows, the special effects, and things like that. But his heart was always in. Was always in the tower. <laughs> Obviously. His heart was in the tower. Obviously. Yeah. So then. Always. Francis, though, where does. How did Francis get involved in all of this? That's fair. That's a good question. I feel like he just saw Mysterio and he's like, oh, I, I, I dig the idea. And he, you know, he's a. He's a casual fan. Like, I like the idea that they're all kind of fanboys, but oh. for, like, different things. Like, you know, like, Quentin's, like, a fanboy for, like, he's the person that's always, like, going on about, like, Jim Henson puppets and, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, like, in, in any practical effects. Basically, he, like, he's the one who still has all the original, like, Star Wars DVDs and, like, yes. or VHSs without the uh, CG added later. Yeah, he right. always will go on and on about that kind of stuff. And it's, like, it's no, it's no problem when your friends are like that, but it's the person that you constantly talk about it that just drives you up the wall, you know? Like, um, and so Francis, like, kind of agrees. Like, he agrees enough, but he's more impressed with like what he was able to pull off without powers you know oh, like yeah, I, yeah. so he wants to learn the craft um and maybe he was like working at disney too and he was but he kind of reveals slowly that he has abilities you know like or <laughs> something like that i think that could be kind of fun and to get overly complicated maybe he pitched a show to one of the imagineers when quentin was there and he used his abilities but again just one thing's not right and it's glaring like there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like one like detail that's like he, he it's not like it it it's only one part and everything else looks great, but it's glaring. Like it's like that. Right. Well, it's like look when right. he slips up, he doesn't say it, Mickey, he says Shrek instead. Yeah. It's like Mickey, but it, it looks just like a mouse, like a mouse's head, like a, <gasps> a giant, like a giant like rat. And it's like, that's dude, you can't, you have to make it look like a cartoon. And it's like, you, can't, you just can't, you can't get that. It always looks really real, which is good for Mysterio. Cause it looks scary, but he can never like, there's like little aspects he can't just quite get exactly. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's awesome. Okay, so they they're sounds fun pursuing Spider-Man, and they they want to overcome him. And uh, their first their first fight, their first interaction, what what happens? Ooh. So with the fir- with the first one, I like the idea of. I think I like the idea that he's trying to discredit Spider-Man so he doesn't get a ride. If we, if we are going down, if we want to go down this, avenue, and I feel this idea, so you can like veto it, whatever. Um, I like the idea that he is trying to discredit him because it's not like Marvel company. It's just superheroes in this world getting rides and are appearing in sure. Disney parks now for some, for some reason. <laughs> we just all superheroes. These yeah, people who have, it's so, it's like, it's genuinely weird. It's like... <laughs> And Quentin has a point. Like it's it's weird. This is a vigilante. This is not good. Uh, he, they are going to get rides at parks. But at the same time, it's Spider Man. Like everyone in this in this story, everyone likes Spider Man a lot. So he tries to discredit him using illusions or posing as him or posing as a hero that's trying to take him down. There's a couple like different avenues that you could go down. I'm imagining that Spider Man has been invited to the theme park for the like grand opening ceremony of the ride. Yeah. And uh, and of course, I mean. Uh, I mean, depending on which variation of Peter Parker or, or other Spider-Man you want to go with, but probably he's going to go. I mean, he's going to go because he doesn't get recognition for the most part, like overall. And so Spider-Man goes down and goes to the theme park and Mysterio, each of the Mysterios is has been like planted there. And Quentin is there like on like on the set, like hidden away, working on creating the, the traps and effects and everything. And then you've got Francis working his his magic, his his abilities. Um, and then you've got then you've got Steve. I, I like to think that Steve's walking around just like 
cutting the strings to kids' balloons or, and let them fly away. Or, or, or he's got the like the, the Mickey shaped like ice cream. He's just enjoying like, his time at Disneyland. But I like that avenue where it's like he kind of just wanted to have a good time. Like, kinda... <laughs> he gets a he gets a call from Francis, and he's in the fast pass line for like Space Mountain. He's like, oh come on, man, dude, dude I'm next to the line. It's always so crowded. It's, he just wants to go on the Cars Land ride. <laughs> cars Land, of course, Cars Land. So I don't I don't mean to. Go go back but i'd i'd like because we have a little bit of an uh we don't really have an origin really yet for francis like we have like he he did do some illusion stuff but he he, he pitched a show he pitched the show i kind of want like the lead up to that he was a, a tech developer in silicon valley that he was really bad at programming but he wanted to get into the vr scene so he would like put VR stuff on people's heads, but he just would leave the front open and he would make it look like they're in VR with his illusions. Ooh. And then when they found out he couldn't actually produce it, they kicked him out of the development firm. What if he what if he gets hired on to the development team for the new Disney or not Disney necessarily, but the new theme park uh Spider-Man ride and he designs it as a quote unquote VR ride. Oh my gosh. That, because that's what his like credits are in, right? That's what he's known for in the tech industry. So that's what the ride that's what that's what the company hires him to do is create this VR ride, quote unquote. I imagine now that after the ride opens, like maybe uh he maybe Francis is never caught, but the other two mysterious are caught and jailed or something, right? And Francis isn't caught and but he doesn't really have the resources and the that he doesn't have Quentin there to assist him or anything. So he's just sitting there in the Spider-Man ride day after day after day as people are going down the track. He just has to use his ability. Oh no, over that's worse and than over ever. and over and over again. So I, I think we're good with his backstory, but <laughs> just to make sure, what you're telling me is Disneyland brought the Mysterios together. Is what I'm hearing. I mean, oh yeah, I like that idea. It's where dreams come like true. It's where dreams come true. <laughs> I mean, also, I feel like you could, if you again wanted to go meta with the bringing the Mysterios together, you could probably add in some Easter egg or tidbit about the whole Sony Fox uh, Marvel collaboration. Like, you could probably add in some little tidbit that hints it like that's the that's like a parallel with the Mysterios coming together, mm. but. I don't know. I don't want to be too on the nose. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, here at this podcast, no way. <laughs> so I Hey, you know what? Anything's possible. There you yeah. go. <laughs> That's what I always tell. <laughs> I, I imagine this uh this comic is called like Spider Man Goes to California or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. It's like how there's the one Jason movie where Jason goes to Manhattan for no reason, like Spider Man goes right. to California. Oh yeah, Jason in space. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about that. Yeah, Jason. Right. <laughs> okay, so Jason X, yeah. 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 <laughs> so when they're all in Disneyland and they're all trying to frame Spider-Man and keep him from getting on the ride, what's the like climactic? Is the climactic final encounter during Phantasm or like something like that? Or is it Ooh. is it is it in the Spider-Man VR ride where Spider-Man has to fight VR versions of himself that are just illusions of himself? Or <laughs> is it all throughout the park? I don't see why not all of the above. <laughs> Ooh, okay, wait, hold on. I'm doing a quick Google search. 
John Favreau was uh, directing, or he was connected to direct a Disney movie where Disney Park. Okay, it's called Magic Kingdom. It was a movie based on a book where, uh, oh, I've, I've seen the for books. reasons, everything in the Disney parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're great. They, or at least the first one was great. Uh, I mean, as a kid, I don't know. <laughs> I but um, they um, actually, the ending kind of doesn't make any sense. Actually, they're bad. Um, but they, uh, <laughs> the, idea, <laughs> the idea is great because it's the Disney parks come to life at night, and mm-hmm. there's always something really cool about that the the, like the phantasm show was real like all the puppeteering and the dragon was real so the idea that mysterio utilizes at like like this uh like this book in this movie we're supposed to um utilizing the disney ip as antagonist for spider-man in these illusions like you you have him going up against like uh, maleficent as a dragon or all of the disney villains or you know like uh, i think that could be pretty cool or like Maybe like an anthropomorphic ride coming after him as a monster that could be kind of fun as well. Whoa. There's some there's some fun angles you can go go with, especially with Tower of Terror. If there's such like diehard fans, the illusion is it looks like Tower of Terror again, and kind of with Haunted Mansion using the spookier uh, like villains or mm. properties at the ride at the parks to go after Spider Man. Yeah, be, could be that, that would be really cool. I like that idea that, that instead of just like going at him themselves, they're using what's around them and it, it's more of a it's more of a brain over brawn kind of situation like maybe maybe you've got Clume using his his uh telepathy powers a little bit to throw throw some things around or uh make some illusions but you've still got quentin in there using his his special effects and his his uh props and and puppets information and then you got steve who probably just trips over a line somewhere and <laughs> causes the perfect explosion you know well, and, and maybe, too, they, they spend, like, the whole day at the park is spent just trying to trap Spider-Man in the various rides. <laughs> like, the more practical effects rides, that's, like, the one guy's deal, and then the more, like, illusionary stuff, that's the other guy's deal. And Spider-Man just goes to Disneyland like it's Disneyland, and the whole day they're trying to trap him, and then it ends in the final climactic encounter of phantasm where he has to fight all these actual monsters and things that come to life. This almost sounds like the Scooby-Doo version of like a fight against Spider-Man, <laughs> like the yeah. Scooby-Doo too, yeah. <laughs> Monsters Unleashed, or whatever it's called. Uh, good shout out. Um, I like the idea too that it's like superheroes can't really own their IP except for like Iron Man and Captain America, right? Right. Because especially Spider-Man can't own his IP because he would have to out himself. Right. Um, right. So Disney kind of just or whatever this at like this and like analog for Disney is, you could have. That they make this Spider-Man ride, but Spider-Man has nothing to do with it. He doesn't get any money from it. Like he can't, he can't, he can't get money from it, or he'd have to out himself. Yeah, right. There's no way yeah. to like own the IP. So at being invited out, kind of is like a slap in the face because it's like <laughs> trying to get him to endorse it. Yeah, but also, right. he gets a free trip to LA, and like you know, it's there's something good. Like he, it's so Quentin being mad at him. It's like yeah, I'm kind of mad too. Like I'm not like <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Kind of not stoked on this at all. Yeah, is the yeah is the ultimate like bad ending if uh, Mysterio gets his ride. Is that the goal? Is I that, like, is that I like, the ultimate goal? <laughs> get the I like back. that maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy ride like gets kind of maybe destroyed too, or just like his win is Spider-Man like you could have basically you could have Clum instead of making illusions using his telepathy to kind of incite fear of having a Spider-Man ride because maybe it will attract this kind of attention to a theme park, which you don't you shouldn't have whatsoever. So maybe this the win is not that they get Tower of Terror back or 
whatever is that they don't finish they they close down the spider-man ride and turn it into something else that is more like family friendly or something that won't attract uh people back and maybe it is like a tower of terror ride maybe that's much of a stretch but maybe it's just like a star wars ride or something like that something that's like clearly fictional in this world right see see, i was thinking it gets turned into a like mysterio themed ride instead of a spider-man themed ride so now it's mysterio's fault (laughs) i mean it would be very on the nose if like sam was saying about the something that is definitely fictional within the world it would be very funny and on the nose if it was like a Batman ride. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. Here we go. This is a stretch two. If, what if the happy ending is Quentin and Clume? That's a fun that's fun to say. They go back. They go back to base. You know, they're like, and they're like looking for Steve. They're not sure where he is. Well, during this entire encounter, Steve was kind of there. You kind of saw him. Like, you're not really seeing him, but you know he's there. And he's definitely... Like he he got out okay, but during it, an executive is like super impressed with all these illusions that like aren't telepathic. Like they're not like they're really good. And Steve clearly has the tech on him, so he's totally down <laughs> to, to like sell it to him. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll get you, we'll give you a cut, and you get like a free pass to Disneyland." So oh. Steve, he's not like a simp, <laughs> but he is like he is super down to be like get money from Disney and to like actually use his tech for something that is profitable instead yeah. of just like <laughs> instead of just like like trying to rob banks like what if we sold this to somebody and made money off of it? <laughs> yeah, like right. what what if we did that and so they sell it to the biggest like one of the, the biggest entertainment company period and you get to and so they make like a quote Mysterio ride that he is in charge of and he is an imagineer like that could be something like oh and oh, maybe to add to his backstory he wanted to hang out with Quentin because he worked oh. at Disney as an imagineer and now he's trapped in this like stupid like thing like going after Spider-Man he's like whatever man I don't want to <laughs> like, I, like if we're, I just want to go with you when we go to Disney I just want you to tell me the secrets about Disney while we're there I just want to hang out please point out all the yeah. hidden Nickies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you just be my uncle for an <laughs> afternoon please <laughs> oh. I think it could be fun it's a little on the nose you know but like I do because also it is like a little bit of a dig at uh, like at Disney you know but like I think I think like being taking advantage of like someone with tech like that, but also good for good for Steve if he wanted to make some money, you yeah, know, right, and actually do something right. worthwhile instead of chasing or discrediting Spider-Man so he doesn't get his ride. You know, like it's like that. You know, like Steve could even point out, like that's it's so over the top. It's so it's so <laughs> ridiculous. So like, let's see if we can make some money off of it. Yeah, right. What if we change this around a little bit and do something, do something where we could uh, make some green instead of just ruining someone else's day? So the biggest, yeah. the biggest con was really Steve, Steve <laughs> conning the other Mysterios the entire time. Dude, I love that we have Quentin Beck, Fra- Francis Clume, and Steve. Steve, just Steve. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Steve, <laughs> I mean, it's Stephen Beck. Yeah, I guess technically he's Stephen Beck, but we've only referred to him as Steve. Steve. <laughs> so. Hey, Steve. You can call me Steve. Yeah, yeah. He's really nice about it. You can call yeah. me Steve. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. You can call me Steve. Just chill. Please. Beck mm. is my uncle's name. <laughs> call me Steve. <laughs> also, he's really embarrassing now, so you can just call me Steve. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of turned into a weirdo recently. I'm not a, not about it. <laughs> so, I'm super. Da- I mean, this sounds fun. I also I feel bad because because I pitched some of these ideas and then I'm oh yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I feel like it's like a weird pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job, Sam. Welcome to the uh, show. Yeah, I was like, we do that every yeah. single week. Hey, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a question that I that I have that I want to pose that we that we often talk about is um, if you were going to cast each of these individuals as uh, from anywhere, you know, any celebrity actor, anything, I mean, whether or not they're a celebrity, just any, anybody that, that you can think of, if you were to cast each of these three people as someone that exists in the real world, 
who would who would you cast them for for a movie right for, yeah like, like if, if this was, was if this was made into a movie then who would you want to play Steve Quentin and Francis in our modified versions of Mysterio I mean I can say after seeing Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this interpretation of Quentin Beck mm-hmm. super on board with him and okay. also it's okay. Jake Gyllenhaal like that's not yeah yeah right oh yeah it's not bad casting even if it was a different version of that character so i'd go with him for quentin okay and i like the idea of someone that because that's an attractive person at who is at the top of their game but then if you cast someone for clume that is like an attractive male actor that kind of like you can kind of see that like maybe quentin sees a little bit of himself in clume you know and like there's a little bit of jealousy that he can do this naturally but he also knows that he's better at it my pitch is for clume zach efron someone who's younger <laughs> okay yes. too young but like it is also naturally you can tell cocky based on a lot of stuff because he's an attractive person but also we don't know if he's attractive because that could just be his telepathy oh, we don't know shoot. if he's like I didn't we, even think of that you know like there's like another layer to it if you wanted to explore that so it's like but also even if it's not he is an attractive person who also has teleportation and telepathy right. power so you're like right, okay right. genetic the genetic gamble here is not fair exactly yeah, right uh, I think you gave too much uh, who, the god universe whoever um, yeah, right. one above all um, and then for <laughs> Steve uh, I, you know it's tough because you don't want you want him to be capable but also it's like you want him to be like i don't know if jay baruchel is like the exact casting i think of but the the kind of vibe you get from him where it's like he's not stupid in any role he's in he's just you know he's kind of your average guy he's kind of lanky so you don't really expect him to win in a fight but he doesn't seem like he kind of wants to be there but he doesn't want to rock the boat kind of like michael Sarah, but jay baruchel looks a little like tiny bit less nerdy that's my pitch i do jake gyllenhaal quentin Steve, Jay Baruchel, and then your clue as Zac Efron. Uh, oh, Nick dude. And Riley, um, what would you go with? I was, I was thinking, like, I was feeling kind of, I, I was feeling Gyllenhaal for uh, okay. Quentin. Cool. Like, that was, that was one that, that was stuck with me, mostly because the entire time we've been talking, that's the only person I've been picturing. Okay. Is him in that new suit that he's been walking around in, in all the, all the freaking trailers. Um, and then, uh, for, for Francis, I was thinking more like Michael B. Jordan. I thought he Ooh. would be, he would be a cool Francis, I think. Someone who, because he, he, he managed to play that. That like a little bit gruffer, a little bit. I don't want to say edgy because that's not quite what it was. But in in Black Panther when he's playing Killmonger, Killmonger like, yeah, like he managed to play that that character so well, and and I feel like he would do really well as as a character who's who's got a little bit more of an edge on him, but is also looking to do something something bigger, something different. And then, dude, I don't know for Steve, man. Like that's that that's the one that that's been getting me. Um, oh, how about um uh James Franco's little brother? Um, oh, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, Dave Franco. Dave yeah, Franco. Dave. Dave Franco. Yeah. Good call. No, that's dope. Also, Michael B. Jordan. I like that because he's got this like suave cockiness. Yeah. Where yeah, it's yeah. like it's a cockiness that you're okay with. Right. It's yeah. like that confidence that's a little. It's notched up a little too much. Um, but like it's clearly just an act. Like he's very good at playing that role. Right. So I like that idea for a character that can. That can and has everything. Can do everything and has everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is always my worst part of the <laughs> podcast because I'm re- I don't watch movies, so I'm really bad at this part. Um, but <laughs> if I were to suggest like an alternative for Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm also really bad with actors' names. But who's the actor in uh, Prometheus and Michael Fassbender? Michael Fassbender would make a good alternative Ooh. to that. Ooh. Um, and then mm-hmm. I don't know, like, like new David Tennant where he's kind of old and a little weird, but also kind of, you know, still cool looking. Like he would make a good, uh, play off of for Fassbender, I think. Like there wouldn't be any of that, um, for Francis. 
yeah, there there wouldn't be any of that like uh, good looking sexual tension, <laughs> but there would be like the kind of I don't know comical tension. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I mean I don't know they're both good looking guys and he's got a British accent and as someone if Quentin's in Hollywood we, they know all Americans like British people they like fair. British accents that's a lot true. so we've maybe there is like a little a, he's a little I don't know insecure around him we've already got we've got the in we've already got the in yeah he's got that he's got that down um, and then for Steve I don't know I I kind of almost picture um like i i kind of pictured steve much younger like i pictured steve like finn wolfhard age oh okay oh he's he's definitely like he does not fit in the suit he's a much shorter person running around with all these other mysterios right um but i don't know steve's the harder one steve's the harder one for me i can't think of a good one for that one what about um uh oh shoot man i just forgot his name just it's it's on the tip of my tongue he's a young kid bridge to terabithia oh oh um, josh hutcherson yes yep, yep josh hutcherson. young josh hutcher hutcher hutchin hutcherson yes young oh i always say it really fast so no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler, your pitch. Um, okay, I'm going to go really different, uh, or try to, at least. I'm thinking, okay, what if these are all older guys? Um, so let's go with Bruce Willis for Quentin Ooh, Beck. I was Ooh. also thinking Bruce Willis for a little while. <laughs> for, for Quentin Beck, let's go with Bruce. For... Is it because his head is kind of dome-like? <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to say it, Sam. <laughs> He's already but... got that round going on. <laughs> <laughs> it just fits. It just fits. Um, for Francis... I'm thinking, um, what if we went with, uh, the guy that plays, oh my goodness, it's going to kill me. I'll, I'll come back to Francis, um, uh, because I want Zach Galifianakis to play Kev, uh, Steve. <laughs> Steve. I want Zach Galifianakis as Steve. <laughs> oh, um. Because uh, also his, like, his innate sassiness would be really good with exactly. Steve. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's got that quick turnaround on there, yeah. Zachary Quinto, I was thinking for, okay. for uh, Francis, for Francis yeah. Plume. I feel like that would be a really good fit because he's really good at playing characters in a number of things where he's he come he can come across very suave very collected very knows what he's about Mm -hmm. and then there's just a little bit of a turn and it's something's off and i don't feel good yeah something feels off it feels wrong right so i think that he would be good at conveying that the kind of sense that we're going for interesting Hmm. see that's a poll i I would never like the bitches yeah all right so um uh I only have one more thing, unless you guys have anything else that that you would like to change. Another yeah. thing, another another regular thing that uh, to do on the show, um, kind of the the last thing before <laughs> wrapping is each of us gets one arbitrary change, whatever we want to change about the character. We just get to choose something and change it however we want, and it's a it's a yes and moment. So yeah, I'll, Nick, I'll, I'll uh, kick let's it have you start first. Um, I want to say that every morning Steve makes everybody uh, breakfast, and it's always uh, smiley face pancakes, <laughs> <laughs> like the IHOP ones with the cherry in the center. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Tyler, you go. I need one more. Second. Okay, um, I'm gonna say that Francis uh, secretly. His, um, it's not, it's not, it's not a kink thing. It's just like a passion. <laughs> it's not a kink, I swear. Yeah, I swear it's not a kink thing. But, um, Francis is very, very into vampires. Okay. <laughs> it's, he's really into them. But not, not like the, not like the Twilight vampires. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. like vampires, like classic Bram Stoker style okay. Dracula right. vampires. I dig. Dracula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, Quentin 
really, really, really has a thing for fountain pens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just really likes the way they write. And he collects them. Perfect. Oh. I like the idea that Francis has kind of, he he's a little too perfect. And it's clear that he's lying. Like, is he's clear, like, even though he can do illusions, like, with his brain to fake it. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I was prom king. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> like, I was, like, I was like, prom king and hopefully king. Yeah, right? It's always kind of like, it's not over the top, like, super insecure. But you're always like, I believe you enough. But also, what? Like, you know, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh, yeah, it's like, I, I got... Like, I got like gold medal in like my presidential fitness exams. Like yeah, I, 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 I gold medal there. Well, I know I, they don't normally give those out, but like yeah, but the president gave me it, the award. It's always like he's always kind of like a one upper with like normal stories. Like even when they're hanging out and not planning something, it's always just like yeah, man, we get it. Like you can chill. Like you don't need to keep doing that. Like <laughs> I love. He's like well, I have my PhD. I, it, yeah, right. It's, like, it's always like it's always like oh yeah, I graduated early. Like yeah, I, they don't usually like you, but like I graduated at like seventeen and a half. I, I left like during December. And I, you're like chill, man. Like. Okay, whatever. <laughs> we didn't ask you, dude. Yeah. Just relax. I lost like 10 yeah, just, pounds this week. Just... Oh, yeah, well, I lost 11. <laughs> like really arbitrary things. Yeah, I have a wastings disease, all right? I lose it all the time. I don't even have to try. <laughs> He's like a little insufferable. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like a little like, oh, my God. Just as obnoxious enough that you don't want to be around him, but like it's not enough that you're going to leave. Yeah, because he's really capable. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, he's really, and, he's like, and with his like powers, he can get you in places. Like He can get you supplies. Yeah, right. Or if you want to like get something you want, he's very capable. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's like enough, like you can talk yourself out of not hanging out with you, know, of, of hanging out with them. Like you can't find enough reasons to not. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Popular Apocrypha. Um, thanks again to Sam Basher for joining us again. And you can check him out on social media and also on his podcast, Only Stupid Answers, and on his the YouTube channel, Might Be Awesome. And uh, anything else that you want to you wanna plug while you're here, Sam? No, that was awesome. Hey, guys, this was a really, really fun exercise. Because, you know, it's fun to do what-ifs with people, but, like, it's really, really top-notch show. It's really good. Thank I, you. I had, a blast. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. That means that means the world. Thank you so much. You are my only Steve in my heart. Aww. Aww. thank you (laughs) you can follow sam again on twitter and instagram at sam basher again we would all all of us would love to hear from you uh, and you can reach out to us on on social media or on uh, the website popapoc.com let us know what you thought of the episode let us know what you thought of um all of our suggestions for how to change mysterio from spider-man from marvel comics mysterios uh can there be a serial called mysterio okay stop you're going too far I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And again, uh, check out the upcoming poster on patreon.com slash P-O-P-A-P-O-C. Next week, a special promo for everyone that will be made public to everyone, not just our patrons uh, for the first time. We'll be releasing one of our appendices episodes next week in place of a regular popular Apocrypha character episode. So be looking for that. Um, It's going to be coming out next week. Uh, Very excited about that. Any final thoughts? Uh, be careful out there. <laughs> uh, try Mysterios today at your local Disneyland. Uh, don't be a dick. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>And then fifth plan, giant waterbed for myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, waterbed.